This country is doomed. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name's David. I'm back again on the Socially Sensitive Podcast. I've got uh, today my very special guest friend, uh, Donnie Bradley, known forever. Hello. <laughs> uh, did you see the uh, <clears throat> newest where LeBron? Oh, yes, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, posted the picture. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Mr. I do my homework and educated yeah. mind. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. But see, what what was getting me was there were so many people, you know, I could understand somebody uh quite well, we'll, we'll just start with the from the very beginning of it, you know, the, the officer pulls up the Okay, let me take a step back. The first news reports were everybody was waiting. We were waiting. My daughter, we were all around the house. We were curious how the Chauvin trial was going to turn out. Right. Um, which I am. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm a little disheartened in our justice system. Right. Um, right. But I'm not surprised. I mean, I think right. that uh, due process has just been is destroyed it's gone there right. i mean it's mo everything is going to be mob rule from this point out almost to the point of this <clears throat> when the uh the news broke of this happening the first couple of news headlines that i saw were white officer shoots and at first they were saying 15 year old black right. female never unarmed black uh, female. right unarmed never yeah. mentioned weapon never mentioned anything about it yeah and uh um, I was, I was like, well, okay, that sounds a little odd, um, because right. I mean, we just had the the Chicago one. Was it last week? The thirteen year old boy. Yeah, thirteen year old. Yeah. Now he's a little gangbanger, and exactly. I mean, that was. I'm not saying unexpected, but when the body cam of that came out and all of that, you're like, okay, I could see that, but this, I don't. I don't know, maybe that's just my male mind thinking. When I picture right. I picture right. my daughter as when they think thirteen yeah. year old, even though she's a little oh, yeah. older than thirteen year old, but I still picture her as that little girl. And uh -huh. oh, yeah. I just yeah. couldn't imagine how that would have escalated. But then it was like, Okay, right. she's sixteen. Um and then of course the uh, police they immediately released the body cam footage. Um exactly. yeah. but only because of the the mob well, the mentality spring. yeah yeah of absolutely yeah. not just demanding it but they're like they're so afraid right that that people are going to riot and we're going to tear everything down 
that they put it out and was like, see, see, this was justified. Or you'd think any rational human being that watched it would go, okay, he, he, that man's a hero. He saved that, you know, that other girl's life. But then you start looking at some of the, the, you know, the royalty on Twitter, the blue checkmark people. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the one? Brie Newsom. You know, she's a big filmmaker. She wrote, teenagers have been having fights, including fights oh, yeah. involving knives for eons. We do not need yeah. police to address these situations by showing up to the scene and using a weapon against one of them. You know, and I, I never thought I would, I guess, that people would go so far as to be opposed to the police that they would defend <laughs> violence between, you know, deadly violence between right. Right. teenagers. Well, Dave, let me let me uh, let me let me kind of, if you don't mind, I'm going to mm -hmm. go back just a little ways in my past. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about being in Iraq and Afghanistan, and and what I saw in those two countries. It opened up, unfortunately, some of my worldview. But even when I came back. From you know, I got back from Afghanistan in uh, May of 2011. Okay, and um, you know, the, the, this country uh, wasn't anything like it is now. But uh, so my worldview of being in those two countries, um, what what I saw was, and you know, <laughs> the only way I could. Uh, 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 describe it was I've never seen a people disregard or have no value in other people's life. Right. Okay. Now, uh, why am I saying that? Well, it's real easy. Uh, uh, when, and oh, by the way, this country will never get it because they don't understand that, you know, that a religion can, um, you know, uh, affect your choices right. because they are so far from any type of, of, you know, let's say religion, you know. Um, so in those two countries, what I saw was the value of life was zero. When you can strap a suicide bomb on a 12 or 13 year old kid. Right. And give them instructions to go in. And oh, by the way, this is what's crazy too. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but on those suicide vests, most of them have an additional uh, signal to it just in case the individual backs out. Yeah. Somebody that's watching can can light it up. You see what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, uh, but when you take away... The value of life, that's when anything else can be done, okay? And so let's go back even further. When this country decided that, um, in my opinion, of course, uh, that abortion was okay and is actually a right, you know, and especially the way that they sound off on it now, it's a right. Right. Uh, well, yeah, you've, you've taken value away from life. You, once you do that, you know, uh, I mean, it's easy. 
to go down that that slope and nothing will shock you or affect you yeah because, yeah, yeah i can't you know, even imagine that yeah the loss of life is uh you know that's the ultimate it's the ultimate punishment it's the ultimate uh sin or you know or crime right it, you know murder <laughs> i mean you know uh so or you know if, if you you know uh get the death penalty ultimate sentence and you know the ultimate crime so when you take away the value of that then you you're you know you're not sensitive to anything you know uh you can you can deal with uh death some up some of these places on a daily basis then what else have you got to offer i mean nothing else matters right you know and so it's it's it doesn't affect them and so my opinion is the the way that this country has went, um, we, we, you know, like I said, we're probably uh, almost, if not at, four generations of victims. You know? Right. Yeah. So, so you know, so when you got a victim mentality, nothing's your fault, and when you're desensitized to death, then. You don't care. So think about that. You put that in the equation. You don't care really about anything because death is is just a thing for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I mean. Th- you know. Because. You know. A lot of times. You know. The stuff that people. The point I was making there is in those two. You know. Especially in Afghanistan. Uh, you know. Their 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 uh, faith or, or belief or religion, whatever however you want to define it. That's what dictates everything to them. Right. You know, and uh, and so, um, but what I what I did learn though the, the point I was making is, uh, you know, there is no value of life, you know, in those that I could see in those countries, you know, and and again the point I was making was, you know, when when you take a twelve year old boy, thirteen year old boy, and strap a suicide bomb onto him, right, you know. Um, I mean, no value. There's no right. value there. Yeah, they just view him as a right. means to an end. Right. right. I, I don't. I don't mean to disagree with you uh, so much, Don. But as far as like no, you, the religion dictating, a, and and maybe it does because, like I said, you lived amongst them longer than I did. Uh, right. But when I was over there, I seen I seen hash. I've seen alcohol. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen, Don't get I've me seen right. pornography. I mean, yeah. it was all everything that we deal with here that they say right. that we're evil because we allow to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. drinking, drugs, right, pornography, right. all that stuff. But hypocrisy over, exists everywhere. They, they have it over there, just like we have it over here. It's just oh, over there. It could possibly right. get you killed. <clears throat> well, and see, that's why you know why I really emphasized Afghanistan uh, because I'm telling you, in Afghanistan. Uh, it was a whole different world than when I was back, and it's like you were saying. I mean, Randy, I, you know, yeah, I, I, there's, you know, I used to call them practicing Muslims or you know whatever because I and I and I was like they they backseat Baptist is what they are, right? You know, they'll party hard, and then <laughs> you know <laughs> then they'll be on the back row come Sunday morning. But and, and so yeah, and you're right, Randy. Uh, there are. Uh, and that's why I said, but when I went to Afghanistan, the, um, you know, you've got a 99 point, you know, 4.5% Muslim 
in that country. And they are uh, Sharia Muslims. And mm-hmm. they and they practice Sharia. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, but there is is where I saw a whole new uh, look, you know, uh, as far as their faith. Like, for instance, when I was in Iraq, uh, you know, called a prayer. I mean, you could go if you wanted or whatever. And I very seldom heard it. Okay, when I was in Afghanistan, called a prayer. I heard every day, all five of them, you know, yeah. uh, because they, you know, because they had those, they had those, uh, those flipping, I used to call them, you know, the prayer tower, but you know, th- those where they had those speakers that went out across, you know, a, you know, a certain part of Kabul, but they had them everywhere, you know? Yeah. And so, but what percentage but yeah, you know, do you think of the ones who the, you said that there were the, you know, would you say 90, 97, 99 percent. Yeah, it's almost 100%. Okay. What, what, what percentage of those would you put that were actually practicing and what would you put as that you would classify as extremists that would Um, go that extra step? Well, okay. Um, in, in, in Afghanistan, uh, and now you're talking about how, you know, um, because when when the, when the if you'll remember when the Russians left in seventy nine, okay, the Taliban took over, right? You know, and, and so you're talking about now how many you know uh, what thirty almost well forty years now, right? And so mm, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. So that doc, that indoctrine made because let me tell you what they did. I mean, real quick, uh, when the Taliban came in, they took over. First thing they did was they burnt the libraries. Uh, Girls were to stay home. Women were to stay home. If you had a career or, you know, if you're a, a female and, and you were a professional, it was no longer, you know, you were going to be at home and girls stayed at home. And, and the, only the boys got to go to school. OK. And and only thing taught in the school was the Korean. And it was taught. OK. They didn't teach them how to read it. And so uh, it's kind of, you know, if, if you look at it, it's kind of like, you know, when uh, however long, you know, uh, the, the church, uh, you know, Latin was no longer a language. So no, nobody knew it, but the priests knew it. And, uh, you know, and so you, you, you see where I'm going with this. Right. Only the priests really knew what it said. Well, that was a big point of the King James, wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so over, yeah, so. To get it into the common people's where they could read it, right? Mm-hmm. Themselves, mm-hmm. and so so when you go there, um, and Randy, I know it's been a long answer, but or they the uh, the the you know as far as the ones that were sold out, uh, I mean I couldn't I couldn't tell you, but I will give you uh, a guess. I would say that in that country. I would say that probably eighty to eighty five percent were were uh, almost zealots. Yes, yeah. but you, but you got to understand too, especially in, especially in in the in the men in the males because you know <laughs> they've been taught their whole life. This is it, you know, and and and, and the Quran is all that they studied, and it wasn't that they even studied it; it was you know right. uh, given to them. Um, there's been there's been a couple of uh, uh, like 2020 or something like that here in the states that uh, went into uh, England 
and uh, these these quote unquote schools for uh, for the Muslim kids, but <laughs> but they they took and got you know, hidden camera or somebody wore a camera or something, and it, it kind of gave you what and and you know so on and so forth. But that's what was going on, and uh, so and and think about this too. They when when I when I uh, left when I went in 2010s when I went at that point uh, over 90 percent of that country was still illiterate. And, yeah, think about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, and so um, it, it was. I mean, so it's and, and I guess the point being is you know you can shape the mind. Okay. And it's just like it is right now. We've got a whole culture that's a, that's been told for forty years or, or better now, you know, sixty that they're a victim, right? You know, at any time anything happens, it's not their fault. If anything's done to them, it's because someone's racist, right? You know, and that's what they've been told, and that's what they know. And driven home and driven home. That's why you see some of uh, uh, the most educated people, Cornel uh, uh, West. I mean, bright, brilliant, you know, and uh, and talk that stupidity when he knows good and well that the numbers, the, the, the numbers don't fit their, what they're saying. Right. Everybody knows that. I back to the over there. Uh, yeah, I was standing on a road intersection off of a major highway. Yes, this guy he's in a he's in a really nice car. He right. pulls up. You know, we pull him out of the car. We go to search his car. He's got MRE bags full of money. Yeah. Since I'm carrying a saw, I'm pulling uh-huh. security. The right. dude comes sauntering up to me. He's like, hey, G.I., how would you like to buy a block of hash? Right. And he's got this this hash that's as big as my freaking pinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good size. I'm like, dude, I said, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on duty. I can't do that kind of stuff. He's like, well, you can have it for after duty. I said, I don't do drugs. I don't do hash. He's like, okay. <laughs> and turns around and walks off, man. I'm just like, what the heck? You can't let a good, good customer these- go to waste. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, pretend. Well, so he's so I'm like, guys, what were in all those MRE bags in the back seat? And they're like, they were full of money, right? So he was coming from the direction of of Iraq, further in in country, and he was going down towards Kuwait, right, right. And like I said, well, I mean, MRE bags full of money. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, and of course, and he's. You know, selling hash along the way too. Well, I, I mean, mean, the really, irony, really, the irony, really well dressed too. Yeah, the, the irony behind the whole thing with Afghanistan and and their strict Sharia law is the export that Afghanistan has is poppy, and so heroin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, and here, that's that's just it, Don. They themselves yeah. don't want to get high, but they will get you high. Well, there, there, there's actually, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is a bridge over there, guys, that uh, is absolutely, um, I mean, it'll break your heart, you know. But that bridge are, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've seen hundreds of people. This bridge is huge, by the way. I've seen them in there, and, and that's what, they're all uh, heroin addicts. And, uh, and I mean, I'm talking young heroin addicts, but it's crazy. Yeah, they'll, they'll you know, uh, uh, needle sharing, you know, they're dying out all the time, you know, because of that. But, uh, but yeah, and, and like, for instance, when 
when we put Karzai in, because Karzai was the president when I was over there, when he was when he was put into power, uh, come to find out, his brother, uh, his brother was about the second, maybe third or second. Uh, drug lord in the opium trade. Well, of course, naturally, Karzai becomes president, and this dude—I mean, his—I mean, his his you know uh, competitors. Well, they were killed, and so he was the main honcho over there. But yeah, the the uh, I guess the point I'm making too is the fact that uh, depending uh, your culture can dictate the mindset and can dictate your surroundings, and uh, you know, uh, and what's unfortunate is pigs. Don't know pigs stink, and when you're in it for so long, and I don't, and I don't mean that you know uh, derogatory, right. but you know when you're told from birth that uh, you know you're oppressed and you're a victim, and these people don't care about you or uh, you know don't trust the police, uh, you know I mean it's it's uh, that's what you that's all you know, and that's what you're going to that's what you're going to repeat and spew. The uh, do you know? Uh, which one is it? Which one is that crazy? Uh, is it the Washington Post that is like just crazy liberal? Uh, the Washington Post does some stuff, but uh, me, I always put CNN as the most. Well, I mean, but no, I'm talking yeah. about. I, I mean, just the the most because I mean the Post. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure that the Washington Post is the only uh, media outlet. That keeps up with with police shooting stats. There's no one else that I know of. Uh, yeah, they, they do have the one, but I I don't think it's actually their stats. Right. I, I think right. they're compiling what uh uh like Politifact and uh, uh what's right. the Politico. There's like two or three okay. others. I think they just take it all and kind of compile it together. Okay. Um, okay. But but it's because they. I mean, they have the. I mean, because Jeff Bezos is the one that owns Washington Post, so I mean, they yeah yeah they have I don't want to say more money to spare than some, but yeah. m- most big media is struggling financially. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's because um, they suck, right? <laughs> well, yeah. and and well, it's, it's, you it's, don't need them like anymore. Just like mm-hmm. with CNN, I mean. These these people are stupid, and I, I when I mean stu- when I say stupid, I mean uneducated. Right. When you've got a guy yeah. hosting a TV show on your channel that says, yeah. "Where does it say you have to peacefully <laughs> protest?" Dude, right. that's right. in the freaking First Amendment of the Constitution. Right. If you're not educated enough to know that, you don't need to be in front of a camera, dude. Just, right. I, I, just and, and, that right and, there, and just, that, it makes my brain hurt. And see, that's the problem with uh, identity-based anything, be right. it politics or measurement. If it's an identity-based anything, what happens is you can take some of the most uh, educated or you know uh, common sense, smart person, and because uh, something doesn't fit their narrative, they're, you know it's 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 total Greek to them. Right. You know, uh, I mean, because like what I was going to tell y'all is 2019. And in 2020, and those two years, unarmed white people that were shot and killed by the police in two years was 50 people, okay? And unarmed uh, black people that were shot and killed by the police in those two years was 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you look at that statistically, if you take the number of white people and the number of black people, 
you know, that's that's really not that big of a variance. No. You know, because but what pe- is it, 13- people people like to throw out the the full 13% of the population yeah, 13, is black. Is black. Yes. 60 whatever 66 67 is white. Right. Um, but that's assuming Right. Every single white person is interacting with the police, and every single black person is interacting with the police. Well, see, and that's when, what I was going to say. Right. You know, but what's unfortunate is the reason why that, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the numbers are, are kind of, you know, even though there is more, you know, uh, white people killed unarmed, the population of 13% or whatever, but however, the 13%. Is the requirement of most of law enforcement. Right. That's why they're interacting because there's crime. Right. You know, well, I mean, most yeah. interactions are normally fifty, are about fifty-fifty. Right. Right. But but yeah. But but see what I'm saying. It, it, I don't know if it's even fifty-fifty. Well, it probably is a, because of just the pure numbers. But right. the the fact that in proportion to the amount, you know, that's where the majority of police are. You know, and I mean, that's right. just the bottom line. And, and that's not trying to be racist. That's not trying to, that's just, that's just the way it is. You know? Right. Well, I mean, uh, and you go, it, it you go where the, the crime is. The call is. Yes. Exactly. You, you allocate your resources. Okay. This is the place. This is our high crime area. We want more right. coverage here than say over here on the north side where don't hardly nothing go on, you know, right. ever. So mm-hmm. you know, one officer should be able to take care of that, but we want two or three down here in this because there's a lot of crap that goes on here. And you need right. to have, number one, you need to have at least one officer there to begin with, right. but with it being a higher crime area, you also need right. to have a couple more there so that in case something does kick off, you can call for backup and it's close. Right. Well, what, what, uh, what, the, what's happening is, is they, they're, they're trying to take away from any uh, uh, proactive, what they used to call proactive policing. Okay, now they mm-hmm. call it aggra- aggressive policing. But proactive policing meant that it's like you were saying, Randy. Hey, look, uh, I know that uh, you know in, in the city of Chicago. Let's say hypothetically, this is where the most gun violence is. Okay, so you will base in proactive policing. You'll base, uh, you know. A lot of a lot of resources there to try to get that number down, prevent it, and make it safer. You know, uh, whereas somewhere uh, you know on the other side of Chicago may not be that much going on, and you know whatever uh, officer is assigned over there is probably going to be reactive instead of proactive. You know, <laughs> writing a ticket or something like that and waiting for a call. Where in in one part where there's gun violence and death and homicides and, and, and so on and so forth. These guys are getting out. They're stopping people. They're, they're patting people down and, you know, and, and finding guns or whatever else. You're, you're actually showing a, a presence. And uh, that's what they hate. That's what they absolutely hate. And uh, they don't want to see you. No. They don't want to know you're there. Now, when well, they need the, you. The, crimi- the criminals don't. Right, right. Because yeah. the, the last Gallup poll I saw it was it was high, something like eighty four, eighty five percent of all yes. African American people polled wanted right. a, a more of a police presence. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So all of this when, defund uh, the police and right. you know, all of that is a really small minority of people 
who are well, and it's also they're just the you loudest. Know, it's just, yeah, yeah, they're the loudest. That's exactly right, and, and they want, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, the AOCs and, and the Ilhan right. Omar's and all that bunch. You know, those those frauds. They, you know, they're just they're just trying to make a headline. Right. But them, but even they, now, like when they're, it seems like okay, you're getting a little direction that way. Then they just take two more steps farther. Oh yeah. I mean, because it's well, never going to be enough until the entire thing is burnt to the ground. Well. Right, and, and see, that's the thing. When you when you start giving up ground to the mob, when you give up ground to the mob, okay, and uh, okay, we're going to appease them. Well, you can't appease them, right? You know, and and you won't ever satisfy them because let me tell you, there are some people out there, okay, that are in a culture that they're not going to be satisfied until we're slaves, right? That's I mean, that's the you know, I'm, I'm telling you, you could give them anything that they wanted. You know, I mean, what did that what did that stupid moron AOC do right after the the uh, uh, the, the verdict? She went on her you know. Here, little I, got the, I got the clip for you. I'll play it for you. Is this the one where she says, you know, it's still not enough? Yeah. Okay. It's not justice, and I'll explain to you why it's not justice. It's not justice because justice is George Floyd going home tonight to be with his family. Justice is Adam Toledo getting tucked in by his mom tonight. Maybe she shouldn't let him run around at 13 years old with a gun with other people. I, I would say that that boy has never, I, yeah, I would dare say that he's never been tucked in a day in his life. No. Justice is when you're pulled over, there not being a gun that's part of that interaction because you have a headlight out. Justice is your school system not having or being part of a school to prison pipeline. Justice is a municipality and a government that does not, because it trickles down, right? That does not value military and armaments more than it values health care and education and housing. She needs a windscreen. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and think about this too, Dave. Think about this. And Randy, uh, she is not, she, she's not been part of this program until she started running for, for Congress. Right. Yeah, you know, she she wasn't in the victim program, you know, because she was middle class. She had it, you know. She 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 didn't grow up poor. She didn't grow up in bad school. She didn't grow up in a bad neighborhood. She she has latched on to this victim stuff. And of course, you know, and you could tell that she really doesn't know or understand because what she talks about is is, is just ridiculous and and it's just ignorant, right? You know, you know, and, George, and George Floyd could be going home tonight. Exactly. If he hadn't set an OD'd on the drugs that he was probably trying to sell to other people the day he right. died. And, uh, well, let's see, you know what, Dave? I mean, I know this. Let, let me just say the verdict. You know, what's unfortunate is, is that I will agree that, uh, you know, that, that, that officer and the three other ones, yeah. uh, they, they, they were derelict in their duty. Okay, I'm not saying that they, you know, uh, but they were derelict because they should have known 
you know, they should have done something instead of letting them, because I don't care who you are. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, and, and you know, guys, I'm pro police. That individual, once you take them into custody, is your responsibility. Right. And so whatever happens, whatever happens, be it good or bad, it's going to be your responsibility. And so once handcuffs were on him, uh, yeah, it's their responsibility. Now, do I think it was second-degree murder? Absolutely not. You know, I don't, th- I don't um, think it was third-degree murder either because no. the way that the uh, third-degree murder charge was explained to me in – that area in that state, is yeah. that right. that if you're out committing a felony of some type and someone right. dies because of your actions, right, then you're guilty of that murder, right? right. And right. with that interaction with what was going on there, since the person there that was the only person there that was actually committing the felony is the person that died, right, right, right. Now, the guy that was dealing the drugs, but, claim, you know? but see, their claim is that. <laughs> The the moment he detained him, the way he detained him, or what they were right. trying to say was that's felony right. assault. And once he's right. committing, once the officer is committing felony assault, then right. when he that's dies, where, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how um, they can take that on. But okay. that, so that take, goes so, if you take in, let's take it a hundred percent. Okay, let's say every single thing he did to him was a hundred percent justified. Let's say. Right. The way he held him, the way he he used his knees, the way he did everything. That's the way right. that's the way that state trains. Right. Actually, right. and the one uh, use of force expert that they were interviewing on the prosecution side, the the prosecution's right. witness, the defense right. when they were doing cross even asked him if he yeah, is what you train. Yeah, and they asked yeah. him if he would have used more force. And he said he right. he, ha- he said he could have tased him when he came up to him the first time. He said, but he chose to use a lesser, f- right. a, yes, lesser use of force at first. Um, right. But like right. you were saying, the the moment he was in real physical distress right. is when they should have done a little more. Right, and and uh, and and by, and by that. Uh, guys, I mean, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a prime example of one, um, of, uh, and it, it's, it was a case out of Scott County, Virginia. Okay. Uh, uh, this Yahoo, uh, led police on a high speed chase. It was crazy. Okay. Uh, a shot fired, I believe so on and so forth. Well, anyways, at the, at the, at the conclusion, the, uh, the guy wrecked. Okay. Uh, and the car uh, caught on fire. Okay, so out of all these people, I can't, I don't remember exactly how many, but you had Scott County, you know, uh, uh, state police, and, and another agency. Uh, anyhow, and so there were several there. Well, two individuals made an attempt to get to him with the car on fire. Right. Okay, while the other one stood and watched and made no attempt. Okay. Well, um, they were all sued, and they all lost, except for the two that made the attempt. Every one of them that stood there and done nothing were, were named in a – now, this is a civil suit, mind you. Right. You know, uh, this is not a criminal. Yeah, but, a different burden. But, they, but yeah, and, and, so, uh, and so that's – to give you an idea of the responsibility that a officer has is, it, you know, hey, look, just because, uh, you know – 
he, you know, he, he uh, resisted or whatever else. Once, once he's detained, once, and especially once he's cuffed, uh, that's your responsibility. And, and, and that life is their responsibility. And so, to, you know, I didn't agree with the, the shenanigans. You know, I didn't agree with uh, all, the, all the rioting and looting and, and all that. However, you know, if they would have asked somebody, you know, that, that was, <laughs> had common sense, you know, and, and, you know, or ask somebody that has common sense and had done it for 20 years, then they would have got the answer of, yeah, it, it, they're at fault, you know, and, and definitely civilly. And, you know, I, I would have to go through everything a little bit closer to see if there was any criminal. But, guys, I don't care what it is. If somebody dies in your custody, you're in trouble. Right. Because you've done something wrong. Or if you didn't do anything wrong, you sure as heck uh, were incompetent. Right. And the incompetent and the incompetence can be criminal. You know? Yes. Right. I mean uh Yes, you're well you're right. So, about that. That's true. That's why I, I thought I thought the uh the third degree manslaughter was that's where I actually thought if they were going to, if the jury was going to actually look at the evidence that they were presented and not look at any outside right. factors, which, you know, they did. Well, the one actually, right. the one they interviewed, the one juror, she was an alternate. So she wasn't in the, in the jury room during deliberation, but she was there right. in the, during the whole trial. She said she right. felt he was guilty, but she also said that, that they felt that they had to. Yeah, that that was yeah. the verdict oh, yeah. that they yeah. had to come to. Exactly, um, and see, and that's and see, and that's where the fine line is drawn for me is the fact that, um, you know, I, and to be perfectly honest with you, you know, after I saw it, you know, and even after I saw that, uh, I don't know if y'all ever saw the the other images of where where it looked like his knee was on his neck and it wasn't his his yeah, it was on the, that shoulder blade, cam, yeah, from that body cam angle. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know there was probably what almost two inches between his knee and the neck. Right. Okay, but nevertheless, nevertheless, they they had him down. He was cuffed, and don't get me wrong either. I mean, people can fight when they're cuffed, but right. you know it, it didn't appear at that point that you know. I mean, it looked like the fight was out of him. Yeah, and yeah. also let me let me let me share this with you too. This might help uh, either one of you or you know whoever. Um, years ago, and I'm talking years ago. I'm talking probably about 20 years ago. Um, do you remember, hey, Randy? Do you remember in the good old days when we talked time? Yes. Hello. Okay. Yes. Yes. I remember um, you telling me about that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, do you know what a hog tie is? Yeah. Actually, during the trial, they brought it up, and that's still a method they use. Okay. Well, see, uh, uh, in 19, let's see, uh, it was either 99 or, or 2000. It was one or the other. I think, I, I think it was in 99. In 1999, I went to North Carolina. Uh, me and Daryl Duty, uh, Randy, uh, me and Duty went to North Carolina and went to a class where they were teaching a uh, new uh, technique. It was called hobbling rather than uh, hog time right. because – what they were finding out was when somebody becomes overly stressed and, and, and when it comes to police work, it's probably because they've either ran or they're fighting or both. 
you know, and you put them in that hog tie. And what happens, Dave, is you got their hands behind their back, and then you you uh, uh, you you uh, get the ankles. Okay, you tie the ankles up, and then whatever you've got that's got the ankles, you put it around the cuffs of their hands. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and so, and so, what was happening is you were having people die in the back of cars and cruisers that were dying. You know, uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, like an asphyxiation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, in '99, we went. Uh, matter of fact, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Went through this program, and what these guys were doing, they were teaching it. They were telling you, uh, you know, the liabilities of hog tying now, and that included corrections and law enforcement both because both of them used that tactic. And uh, and so they came up with this thing that you could wrap around their ankles and keep them straight to where they're not in that crazy position. And you could put the, the uh, it was like a big uh, strap, and you could put the strap outside the door and shut the door. And so the door was what prevented them from flopping around, so to speak. You know what uh, I'm saying? Uh, okay. but, their, yeah. But, their, yeah, but their legs weren't pulled up and their chest wasn't stretched out, which, you know, uh, when you what happens when your chest stretches out like that? That's when your 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 lungs can't fully uh, expand, and so that's what causes the death. So yeah, you know. So think about that. I mean, you know, this. I went through this school in '99, and you know, and they're still teaching that. You know, in in, in 2020. Right. And uh, the the failure is not only on the officer, but that department and that city and that state could get sued. Because of, of their training right. and because of their policy. Because, you know what, guys? I'm going to be honest. Until the trial came out, I was like, there's no possible way that anybody in the United States in 2020 is teaching put your knee on the neck. You know, there's no way. Uh, but, yeah, that's. But they were still doing it. They were still teaching that. But how, you know, how much so, problem is there really with that, though? I mean, because... Well, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you have to take each side. The one side, the prosecution is going to present a, you know, medical that says it does this damage, and the defense is, of course, going to produce medical that says no, it, does, right. it cuts off, no blood flow, no oxygen flow, no anything. Um, right. Stephen Crowder actually did it, which I know it's kind of a, a more of a stunt. Well, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his, they actually went kind of above and beyond to do the entire time on his neck with more right. weight, more, right. more shifting to make sure we had, okay, because, you know, right. you can kind of shift your weight around a little bit. But, and he wasn't high on, you know, meth and fentanyl right. at the time. So, right. And he doesn't, well, he does have a heart condition, so. Um, right. But right. at what point does it go from beyond, like, a position like that, that it's just an uncomfortable position to, to, a, know, deadly one? to a deadly one? Yeah. Or is it just well, a one out of a thousand, one out of a million? I mean, I because in, in this country anymore, it seems like we're shooting for zero perfection numbers that aren't right, realistic. Right. right. And that's and see and that's the thing, they're not realistic, and but now you know you've got a society and a culture that has demonized, you know, law enforcement, and so you know, I mean, everything. Right. Uh, now let me rephrase that: anything that is white on black right. is going to be uh, uh, blown up, and that's just the bottom line. Right. You know, I- but. 
but I'm going to tell you, Dave, and this, this, you know, so what are the, what are the consequences, so to speak? What are the repercussions? Okay, I, I never, I never was taught to go to the neck for anything. Okay, right. It, no strikes, no nothing. Stay away from the neck and stay away from the head. And the reason being is there's always that one freak accident. Right. There's always that one time. There's always that one time, you know. I mean, it's just like a boxer, okay? You can hit the one boxer in the same spot, and he stands there and he looks at you. And you go to the next one, and, he, it, you know, you might drop him, drop him, drop him, completely knocked out. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so with the variances and because of the fact that we do not know, and that was the biggest problem. You know, we don't know how many, you know, is it one in a million? Is it one in a trillion? Is it one, you know, we don't know. And so rule of thumb is if you don't know, stay away from it. You know, and so, you know, it's like I told you guys the last time we talked. You remember, you can go, you can take from the shoulders and make an X across the front of the body, you know, and, and go to the hips. All right. And that's where you strike. You do not strike uh, the head. You do not strike the neck ever, you right? Know? But and, and that was that. But and that was and the and the and the reason was because we don't know, and we don't know. You know, you could do permanent damage, you know, or, or whatever. You know, I mean, you might hit somebody that has an aneurysm, you know, out, and they die. Right. So the uh, but the long and short of it is uh, the death of George Floyd is on those officers' hands. Okay, now, how he got there and why he was there is completely on him, and that's what they lose focus of. Right. They lose, you know, they try to make they try to make this drug dealing uh, uh, meth head a saint. Well, he was a thug. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, they they and, like to take everything. They the the very initial either reason for the stop or reason for the call. Oh yeah. And jump right. all the way to an execution is how they view it and right. say, exactly. Well, you, he didn't deserve the death penalty for passing a fake twenty. Um. But they right. they miss right. all of the stuff right. in between. Well, um, and, and also too, Dave. You know, uh, who's to say that those officers hadn't dealt with him before? Right. Because you know as well as I do, because I'll tell you straight up, I know who fought me and who didn't. I know who uh, uh, is approachable and who isn't. I know if this one is drinking, you're probably going to fight, and that's just the bottom line because that's just the way they are. If he's not drinking, he's probably you know as good as gold. Right. Best friend you'll ever find. Okay. And and see, and people don't understand or take that into consideration either. I'm telling you, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, this guy right here uh, is. If he's drinking, you're going to fight because you know whatever you know. But if he's sober, I mean, you know, he'll do anything in the world for you. Right. But I so a, I did a search for the autopsy for Mr. Yeah. Floyd, oh, and yeah. uh, that's I did crazier. And I read it. it it's, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit back that I read it. So memory yeah. is a little bit. Not quite as good as it used to be. Yeah, I but you. I didn't find anything about any damage to that area of the to he, damage to he, the area of the neck. He didn't have it, which would justify him, yeah. you know, saying, "Okay, this was a a factor right. in him dying." Right, right. I, there's just, it's uh, just not that. According to the official autopsy, now the 
These right. autopsies that they right. commissioned afterwards, private right. places, you know, they may right. say something different, but I went to what was supposed to be the official autopsy. And in the official autopsy, I don't remember them saying anything about being any any kind of damage to, I guess, what would be the trach area yeah, and stuff carotid. like that. Right. right. The carotid. You know, so, yep. yeah, the carotid. I didn't see anything about any damage to that. Not area. only so, Randy, not only his, that, what what came out in the trial, the uh, one of the ME said that had I not known the circumstances, you know, I would have told you this is just a death of overdose. Right. That's what he said mm-hmm. in open court. Well, yeah. and one when, when they drew well, his what is they, that what is that OD drug that they have out now? Narcan. Fentanyl. Oh, you talking about the, the, the Narcan? Narcan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Narcan. Yeah. 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 So if he had well, Narcan gonna t- on him and gave him I, a pop of that, um, the right. guy may say, no, "Would it would it do something with fentanyl?" No, it's not. We'll touch it. No, it would. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't. And, I don't know. And Randy, the reason being, the re- well, I mean, you know, it could have. I guess it may have been somewhat effective, but Narcan, you know, is, is based. Basically, it came out for you know like heroin and opiate overdose. Yeah. But like for instance, okay. you can take um, you can take uh, uh, like the amount of fentanyl that can that can fit on top of a the head of a ballpoint pen. Okay, mm-hmm. is probably is probably a uh, hundred times stronger than uh, straight heroin. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not crazy. And the fatal, a fatal amount is three nanograms. And he had yeah. 11 nanograms and four yeah. nanograms of already oh, metabolized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fentanyl. Yeah. So he had started with right. a lot more fentanyl than was still yeah. in his system because he had already metabolized a big portion well, and of I'm it. With- yeah, and two guys. Uh, what's going on as well? Uh, there's there's a big, there's a huge uh, a, a accidental overdose, or however they want to word it, with uh, 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 people with meth that are meth users, because people have started cutting the meth with uh, the fentanyl. Okay, yeah. and so you you've had a lot of now, Dave. You understand what I mean by cutting, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I, I know you're not dumb, but <laughs> I. Just, <laughs> no, that's yeah, right. You know, but uh, but think about that. I I've mean, cut uh, my meth in my in my no. Yeah, yeah. So so when you cut it with that, uh, we we've been having a. I mean, it, it's never made the media, but it's huge because when I was up there in West Virginia, uh, you know, a year, you know that year I was up there, uh, I, I was I was talking to guys. Yeah, matter of fact, one of the guys that was in there with me. Um, his dad died from it. His dad was a meth user, and and uh, it was cut with fentanyl. And he died, boom, like that. So, um, so what's happening is, yeah, yeah I don't know uh, why why that is, is why they're doing that. If they're just trying to be stupid, but uh, so that's that's been a, a huge thing. And Randy, that's what I was going to say. The Narcan, for the most part, doesn't even doesn't even touch fentanyl. Um, okay. And, See, and, I didn't uh, know if it would be good. I don't know if it would have been good for that particular instance or not. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, so, but you know what? <laughs> the, the the sad thing about it is, okay, uh, the long and short of it is that um, George Floyd died, and he was in custody, and somebody done something wrong. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Well, see, yeah. so even he gets you, taken into custody, when right. do they call for an ambulance? 
I don't know. I, I, that's what I, that, I, I, I didn't. It was it was within a minute or two of them cuffing him. Okay, I, they, so they said not, the actual times, like it, but it, it, no. But that, see, that was another big thing. I think it was a nine minute, eleven minute. Something like that. Response time. Response time. Because the yes, the, outrageous. the firefighter lady, that's what she said. She was right. almost implying conspiracy type ideas because she right. said, I right. know where this station is. I know where this station is. The times that she said they should have been there in like two minutes. Right. At, right. And four tops with depending on certain conditions. But um, well. This is this is my deal too, okay. And this is me being devil's advocate again. And I'm not trying, you know, but I'm 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 being right down the line fair, okay. Right. Uh, if you know that he's starting to, uh, you know, if you start he's starting to foam at the mouth or he's he's uh, or whatever, you know, uh, what you need to do is to sit him up, right. You know, and then if he, you know, if he slumps. Because I really believe that at one point, watching that video, that the 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 guy that just got convicted, uh, he didn't understand. He didn't he didn't bother to look to see what right. was going on with this guy. Okay, because you could see he went out, and you could see he was starting to froth at the mouth. Right. Well, the, you know, the defense was trying to paint the picture that he was so distracted by the crowd and the th- what he was actually considering a possible threat of the crowd. Right. Um and then well, the first paramedic that showed the first par- is why he was like I guess distracted not paying attention to him. Kind of like his head was just constantly on a swivel, just waiting for right. something to happen. And the paramedic exactly. that first arrived actually said the same thing. When he arrived, right. he he viewed it as a really hostile condition. That's why he said oh, we was. did load and go instead of starting right. treatment immediately. Right, um, right. To get, yeah, him, to get a, him out of there. A, a secure location first. Well, you know, and, and the thing about it is, and see, this is what's unfortunate, but th- we know this to be true. Uh, and and the reason why, you know, he was uh, the officer was looking around and so on and so forth is because he knew that at any given time, one of them thugs would sucker punch him or throw something at him. They know, right? You know, and they know, mm-hmm. and, and and the police see. The, the, what's unfortunate is, as police officers, we understand, you know, they understand that and they accept it, right? You know, okay. So they're just they're just very much aware. Okay, however. It doesn't matter what your surroundings are. Once that guy's in custody, he's your problem. Right. He's your responsibility. You know, and so yes, I, uh, even, I do agree with yeah, that. You know, and so I do agree uh, with that. That's that's true. Yeah, and so if uh, and I and I understand wholeheartedly. Make sure that you know you're not going to get sucker punched or hit with a ball bat or shot or whatever else. But that's your responsibility. And uh, you know, it was just. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's on them. There's no other way around it, because he went in. You know, they took him into custody. He's handcuffed. He's their baby. He died. So now, uh, the, what they're all talking about is you know, like he uh, you know uh, uh, tried to kill him, which is just right no. ridiculous. You know, uh, knee on the neck. Well, look at you know, look at the look at the film. Look at the body cam. You know. Uh, all that stuff. See, all that is what they do to fit a narrative that they, you know, that the police 
go out every day trying to kill black men, which is the most dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, I mean, it's stupid. But but that's uh, how they view. I mean, that's why they were viewing talking about him. You know, that for the second degree, the the depraved heart portion was a big part, and that's why they wanted to constantly say make it racial that he was viewing him as a lesser. um, But see, but here's the thing, Dave, is why that he had no concern for his life is what they were trying to present. From what I've been able to learn about the trial they never during the trial tried to paint him as a racist they no no, no, no. yeah I, no i'm i'm not talking about i'm not talking about in the in the courtroom because in my opinion the courtroom was completely meaningless was, but that's yeah the conviction didn't come from the courtroom. Well, yeah, I, I, the conviction well, I came from the fact that the judge that, didn't that, sequester uh, the jury. He was convicted because of the visual, and you got to yeah. you got to get him to you know assistance as fast as you can. But if you're there and you're waiting on a, an ambulance to show up, and it's taking them nine minutes right. to get there, I mean, and you're right. not an EMT. No, you're not, I, I, Randy, you know, you're not it's, an EMT. It's, it's it's the optics, huh? It's, it, even though, even though you're not an EMT, okay, um, you're still supposed to. No, 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 no. Uh, you're supposed to you do know, what you can as far as aid goes. I right, get it, right? And but you know, the, 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 as far as the optics go, too, guys, it could have been the Pope. But that's what it is. You know, it could have it could have been the Pope that made the arrest and had his knee on his back. Right. And uh, it's going to be racist. I mean, that's just the bottom line because well, that's is. what they want. Well, that's, that's because the, that's because the Pope is Italian and he's white. Yeah. Right. Well, here, here I got and, another little clip to play. Here you go. Um, and now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of of, uh, of violence in relation to the specific case, uh, it's it's mind-boggling to me, Judge. Well, I'll give you that. Congresswoman and Waters may have given you. Something on appeal that may result yeah. in this whole trial being overturned. But what's the state's position? So, and and then, yeah. you know, and then. Uh, well, here, and here, hey, here's something else. It wasn't just Maxine Waters. No, it wasn't. was out there trying no. to influence people. When he su- supposedly, the president came out after the jury went back to the jury room and said, I hope they make the right decision. Yeah. So he also, well, and like I said, Dave, if they were yeah, sequestered, they may have heard that too. They could have been watching that on the news. And so now you're not only well, got pressure from Maxine Waters to make the right. supposed right decision, but now you got the president of the United States weighing in on it too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, they, they, okay. They even a sequestered jury, even a sequestered jury. Now, I don't know. I don't know what it, what the what the guidelines are in Ohio. Okay, but most of the time, if it's a, if it's a case like this one, uh, did they did they put them up somewhere like in a hotel? They didn't do anything. They drove home no. every okay. night. Well, well, no. you know as well as I do. Okay, the sequestered jury. Okay, right. was given instructions not to watch the news and not talk about it. Right, but. That's crap, and you know it. They they can yeah. lock them down. I mean, it would be really hard, but they can lock them down. They they did well, yeah. pretty good during the OJ trial. Um, right, right. They, but they weren't dealing with smartphones. But 
Right. They would have, the, uh, because during the OJ trial, they only allowed them um, a, one phone call to a family member. Right. And it was listened in on. Right. It right. wasn't a private call. And they could have well, done that this time, taking their phones, taking all internet right. access, taking all yep. televisions. And that's the only way anybody's ever going to get a high-profile trial again. Right. It has and not to only be that, that way. Right, and not only that, you gotta, you know, Dave. Once you once you even you take all that away from, uh, you, they also have to have a babysitter. I'm right, serious. Right, yeah, they're, you they're, know. But I know, I know that in certain uh, uh, jury uh, sequestered cases, like uh, dealing with the mafia, I mean, they took them. I mean, you know, they came in on uh, blacked out uh, in blacked out vehicles. Uh, uh, they went to somewhere undisclosed, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, that uh, and and as a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, nobody was even you know they heard or you know through uh, you know like a, a teleconference or whatever. That's that's how the jury watched the trial. They weren't right. even in the in the courtroom. So right. um, I mean, but, but and <laughs> you've also got the fact that if they didn't come back with the verdict that everyone wants or supposedly everyone wanted. Or yeah. these high, that you know just as well as I do that the media would have doxed right. every one of those people. Oh, they would said, have. Yeah, this is their name. Here, I got a this clip. Is where I've, they live. I've got a clip Go for take you. Take care of these people. Here's yep. a clip for yeah, you. Yeah, give it to us. Well, they've been keeping the jury very tight together uh, as they're coming in and out of court. So we know that there's a tunnel system underneath the government center, and they've been bringing the jurors up through that. The only time the jurors have been seen within the government center is when they have lunch, which is in the basement of the cafeteria. Other than that, we got a list of all 14 jurors, uh, their ages, what they had written on some of their statements that they provided to the court before they were selected as jurors. So what we know from that, and that's really the only information besides being in the courtroom that I can, can give to you, is that from those statements that they provided the court, there's at least one juror who lives in Brooklyn Center near where Dante Wright hmm. was shot and killed by police just like... So he had to drive home through the riots yes. every yeah. evening. Yes. Back and forth. Week. And we know that there are a few other jurors, according to Eric Nelson, uh, who wanted this wanted the jury sequestered immediately when that shooting happened in Brooklyn Center. Is that there are at least two or three other jurors who have connections to Brooklyn Center? Of course, Brooklyn Center just on the edge of the city of Minneapolis. So I mean, but, if if you live in those neighborhoods and you're seeing the results of something like that happening, yeah, and, you, and yeah. you immediately know if I make the wrong decision on this, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna burn again. Right. Yeah, and well, my name's you know, gonna be out there, and it'll be coming for me. Right. Well, I mean, you saw, you saw what. Uh, well, I mean, you saw what they did to one of the witnesses. They just got his. They just got the you know uh, address wrong because the address that they got for him. Yeah. Uh, he'd been gone for about three years. You saw that, right? Where they they put the pig's head oh, on yeah, the yeah. on the and put blood all around it. You know, tell me that that wasn't a statement. Right. You know, tell me that that wasn't something that would sway you. Well, they right? had that one I mean, person sure that they had to remove from the courtroom that right. was trying to take pictures of the jury. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and I mean, uh, guys, I mean, that was a witness. Right. Uh, if they got, you know, and, and let me tell you the, the unfortunate part, you know, is the fact that now, I, I think that, um, you know, there, there was uh, some behavior there. That shouldn't have been. I think that uh, they were uh, derelict in their duties, and, and somebody died 
in their custody. Uh, I do not believe that at any point this was a homicide, not, yeah. not especially after seeing the, the amount of fentanyl that was in his system, that he was probably going to die anyways. Right. I, I, I pray that he wouldn't, but uh, that was probably what was going to happen. But uh, nevertheless, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, I never heard any good thing about the, 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 the Chopin guy uh, at all. I heard he was a punk. Right. You know, as a police officer, and this was coming from other officers, you know, and so. Um, but to me, at any point, it's still there was still yeah. reasonable doubt. The ju- the prosecution still oh, no, never yeah, would could tell be. you how he died. It exactly. was always exactly. it could have been this. It right. might have been right. this. It could have. Yeah. You know, everything. Well, but, you know, Dave, think about this, too. Okay. And, and this uh, precedence was set in that case. But there was one set back in 1994 as well. Right. Okay. And and what happened was it went from murdering two people, okay, and the whole trial being uh, uh, based on did Mark Furman ever use the N-word and the LAPD are racist. That's what it went. Right. You know, it was no longer about guilt or innocence of murdering two people, which I will wholeheartedly say O.J. Simpson is a murderer, you know, and and he got off. And he got off, number one, because they didn't want it to be a race trial. And number two, you saw what happened with Rodney King. Right. You know, and, and that and and. And oh, by the way, if you'll go back when that when that trial was going on with OJ, listen to what Maxine Waters said then. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if he wasn't if he wasn't exonerated. Yeah. You know, and so anyways. But that's the uh, only way so, thugs know how to get what they want. Yeah, it's called bullying. Right. And and, and again, it's what I love to call the uh, the intolerant tolerant. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be tolerant of everything, but they are the biggest bullies on the block. Right. You know, I mean, uh, if, if you if you out them on something, they know that they're taught, and they know that uh, they've done a oh, get stupid Nancy Pelosi did when she went to get her hair cut or whatever in the salon. Right. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of trusting somebody. That's what I'm guilty of. Watch out of my. You know, I mean, that that is, you know, but 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 the deal is, you know, um, there's not, you know, they don't want. uh, uh, Let let me rephrase. They don't want justice. Okay, it's not, you know, it's not justice that they're seeking. You know, it's 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 another person that they they want crucifixions. They, you know, and and uh, uh, they want they want uh, they want somebody. To uh, like these morons you see on on Twitter or on on YouTube or whatever, you know, shining shoes and stuff like that. Right. That's what they want. You but, know. It, but even BLM and, on sad. their Twitter the day before the uh, or not day of the day of the morning of the 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 verdict, the <clears throat> BLM right. posted on their Twitter said, "Remember, whatever the decision is, this isn't about a single incident. It never has been. Whatever the verdict it, is, we need abolition." We need to ensure Absolutely. this never happens again. Yep. Yep. And then after and, the verdict, the Minnesota attorney general, Keith Ellison, oh, he talks. came out and said, yeah. I wouldn't call today's verdict justice. However, because justice implies restoration, but it is accountability. 
Right, right. Well, what about with Keith Ellis? Uh, uh, what would be justice is that you be in jail for beating your girlfriend and your wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Right. You know? Uh, you know why? Why are you not over the Democratic uh, uh, Party now? Because uh, you got popped, right. they, you know, and you lied, <laughs> you know. So that moron. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the point being, the point being is that okay. In 1994, precedence was set in uh, in a trial that it doesn't matter about guilt or innocence anymore if you can make it about race, and that's what they done here. Right. Um, and, and now, but the sad thing about it is, is you got people like me who are 100 uh, percent supportive of law enforcement and, and the rule of law. But I recognize and I understand they did wrong. Right. OK. And somebody died. I mean, and it, it all comes down to still the truth. There is right. still a definitive truth. Right. It's supposed to come down to there's a right. truth. But like he said. Right. If you can take it away from this being about the truth to this being about race. Exactly. There you right. go. Yeah, that was there my that's my whole theme of this podcast episode today was supposed to be, yeah, denial of truth. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time.